0: Hmm. Okay, thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure to acknowledge Rav Livwitch, Lita. We just had some heavy negotiations. They told me I haven't until 10, and I thought I was going to be with you guys all day. So I think we compromised till 11.30. If that's okay, you can do so at your own, at your own risk. <laughs> Let me start out with some DeVray Torah, and then uh, questions and answers. Absolutely, absolutely fine. Um, you know, whenever we experience a leap year, the first day of Pesach, last day of Pesach, on Shabbos, right, as you know from your travels, Schutzlar is it creates a problem with the Kriya Satora. After all, that the last day of Pesach for us, we're laning a Yantiv Kriya Parsha Parshas Re, Aser, Tahrit Yisro, they're laning Parshas Achrimos, and that creates a one off. And the question is what we can possibly do to align ourselves in Chutzlar with the Kriya Satora of Eretz Yisrael. So if I were asked, I would tell you there's a very, very simple, simple solution. No, the next Shabbos, the next Shabbos, they're leaning here Kadoshim. If we would just combine Achimos and Kadoshim, the whole problem would be solved. So therefore, in a matter of days, we could solve this problem. It's still Ben Azmanet. So therefore, by the time you would return, by the time you'd come back, everyone would be synchronized. The Kriya Satoru would be identical. And, And it's striking, right, that that's not done. It's striking that that's not done. No? Isn't that the simplest solution? And I can tell you, this is true in learning, this is true in life. Whenever you have a simple solution that the Chachamim do not give, the question is not to push that solution, but to take a step back and ask yourself that, why is it that that was not adopted? You have a simple teretz, to Akash of Tosus, a simple Dion in Ramba, but you see, you know what, that others are not offering this teretz. I want you to take a step back and figure out what is it that you are, that you are missing. What is it that you are missing? You have to understand that. Uh, I was having a discussion. I spent the summers in a more, mostly Hasidisha enclave. right? It's called Lake Forest. So I was speaking with them, and they told me that uh, someone wrote a Sefer answering all the Tzarekhiyons of Rabbi Kiveger. And he brought that to the Satmar, Rebbe. There were six that he admitted that he didn't have a teretz for. But he had a teretz for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So the Rebbe turned to him and said, those six kashas you understood. <laughs> those six kashas you understood. Everything else <laughs> you were clearly off. You were clearly missing. You know, be careful when you're going to give a teretz to Rabbi Kiveger's kashas. Now recognize that, you know what, that the... Uh, they're leap years, leap years ahead. So recognize that again, if you have a simple terrace and, and somehow this is not being offered, why is it that we don't combine Atremosa and Kadosha? Okay, we have another opportunity. No, we could combine Bahar and Bechukosai. Baha we'll lean both, and Eretz Yisro, they'll lean We'll be aligned with Eretz Yisro. Mm, we don't do that as well. Hukaz Bolak is a third opportunity, a third opportunity, know. If we would just combine, so we'll Chukas Bolak, Eretz Yisrael, we'll and therefore we're aligned with Eretz Yisrael, we don't do that as well. So finally, finally, as yes, you've heard, no, last shot Last Shabbos is good. So Ma'ase you we lay in Chutzler at Matos, and Ma'ase, guess what? Now we're fully aligned, in Chodesh of, we're fully aligned with Eretz Yisrael. But I will tell you no doubt, it begs the question that, why did we wait months? It's probably important, now to align yourself with Eretz Yisrael. To see to it that the Kriya Satora is... A seamless one. Why is it that we wouldn't take advantage of this at an earlier and earlier opportunity? So, this is not my kasha. This is a Chubas marit and cheddar <coughs> bey semindalit. Marit writes he thinks the answer is based on a sugya, tosus, and regilanda the flamidalit. There, tosus points out something also very relevant to this year that neither Rosh Hashanah nor Yom Kippur is going to fall out on Shabbos, and, and therefore it's necessary to split <coughs> certain parshi. And Tosus writes, we have a choice. We can combine and split Matos and Masa. We can combine or split Nitzavim and Ve'elach. So, as you know, that Matos and Masa and we lane together. And guess what? Nitzav and Ve'elach, we're going to lane separately. Separately. So, Tosus writes a very simple kasha. Why is it that we combine long, 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 long Parsha's? right, hundreds of psukim, the last Shavu's is Kriya Satora, and Chuzlaretz, and Matos and Masa we combine, but Nitzvah some. the other we separate. <coughs> Why not combine the short partials? That's Tosus' discussion. So Tosus writes, you know what the answer is? The Tarkana the Tarkana there was a Tarkana says, that you have to learn the Taukha at specific <coughs> times of the year. The tokha has to be before the Yantif of Rosh and before the Yantif of that's not coincidental. That we always link Yisavah, Mitzavim, and then Rosh Hashanah. That's something which is critical. And after all, we understand why that's true. You're, you're approaching Yom Hadin. So therefore, isn't it clear that it's appropriate <laughs> that Kriya Satora should create that mindset, that consciousness of what is necessary? Those are the brachos, and those are the klalos, and Tolstus writes, Parshas uh, Nitzavim. Imagine that at Isn't that an appropriate theme for Rosh Hashanah? And therefore Tosus writes, you always have to see to it that Nitzavim is before is before Rosh Hashanah. If we were to separate Matos and Masi, what would happen? We would have the combination of Nitzavim VeYileh too. short parshiyos. That's true, but what would that be? That would be on. Shabbat shuvah, Shabbat shuvah, too late. You have to have Kisavah, Nitzavim, and then Rosh Hashanah. So that's why Tosu <coughs> says, in this year, we're going to separate Nitzavim Vayilev in order to make sure that Nitzavim is a threshold of Rosh Hashanah. That's the tariff of Tulsa's. the Marit writes the following. There's a second half to that Tarkana says, that you have to lay the Brachos and kolos of Sefer Vayikra before the Yad Shuas. that also is part of the Taqanasezra. Now, so in my show, right, we always announce that. Now, this is a special Taqanasezra. Have in mind the Kriya Sator as the Taqanasezra, not just simply the Parsha, Sashavuah. So, the <coughs> Marich writes the following If we were to combine Akne and Kedushin, you know what would happen? We'd have a significant gap between the Tochacha in Bechukosai and the Yantif of Shuris we would have that the Bukhu kosai and the Midbar Nosah, and then Shuriz. There would be a gap of weeks, <coughs> weeks. And in Eretz Yisrael, there was a gap of weeks between the Talchot and Shuriz. But we have a choice. We can narrow that gap. We can narrow that gap. So therefore, ooh, the Marit writes, that's why it's really not going to be an option for us to be able to combine Ahremos and Kedoshim or Baharim kosai because you want to see to it that you experience the Brachos and Kholos, on the threshold of Kabbalah and, and after all, Shwas also is considered to be a Yom Hadid, as the Qumran points out, and therefore we have to maintain that juxtaposition. And then Marit writes, you know, there was a minute in Syria that it is true that Khukasvalat, they would combine and they would realign with Eretz Yisrael, Marit just signs off by saying that, you know what? In most years, that's not the case. And, and, and therefore, we follow the typical cycle of Kriya Satora, and, and therefore, we see to it that we align ourselves with Ert Yisrael vs That's The Tshuva mari Chedek So maybe one could suggest another another possibility. another possibility. And here I'll tell you, I think what's clear is the significance of the Hathor. You know, we pay attention, of course, of course, to the Kriya Satora, but sometimes the HaTorah gets a bad rap. You no, know, we really don't pay significant attention to what the HaTorah is supposed to represent. and that's something which is critical. It's always an important limit to try to see all the parallels between the Kriya Satora and the HaTorah. Why is it that we chose this particular Divina beyond a given, a given shot? And if you were to ask me two different HaTorahs that are back to that that couldn't serve as a greater, greater contrast, greater countries. I would tell you that those are the Haftorahs, the Parsha Sathemos, and the Haftorahs, of Parsha Sathemos, those two Haftorahs, when you look at them, back at the back, there's something that's striking. They both speak about our relationship to Eretz Yisrael, and our relationship to Yerushalayim in Meknesh. The Haftorah of Parsha and Amotess, Speaks about Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim in the most loving, in the most enduring terms. It, it tells us that you know our connection with Eretz Yisrael is something that's eternal. It's absolutely everlasting. Nothing can be done to jeopardize that inherent, that inherent link, that inherent connection. That's the Haftorah of Parshas Shemos. I'm obsessed. Please say, "I'm Sufis." La'harachma, yachiman the process of that Haftorah, of perites. That's a stunning, stunning Haftorah. A stunning Haftorah. And I'll tell you the contrast to the Haftorah in Parshas Kedoshim is something which is striking. That's from Yechez, Koper, a HaSishvot. That refers to Yerushalayim, not as near HaKodesh. That refers to Yerushalayim as an Ir HaDamin. It's a city of blood. You know, when you look at all of the mitzvot in Yisrael and Parshas Kedoshim, and you look at everything that the Navi says were violated in your and and Eretz Yisrael, there's an incredible, <coughs> incredible parable. The Isser of Parshus and that which was unfortunately tragically violated, that you find in the Haftorah and That's a stunning contrast in the Haftorahs. After all, the description of your as being an Ir HaKodesh as opposed to being an Ir HaDam, you couldn't find a more stunning, a more stunning contrast. And, and I'll tell you the following. That the Chachamin, just it's incredible. They looked for every opportunity. Every opportunity <coughs> to lay the Haftorah of Parsha And they looked for every opportunity to avoid the Haftorah Parsha Sakhremos. It's unusual, no? It's unusual. You have two back to back Aptorahs. If I can, I'm going to opt for the Aptorah Parsha Sakhremos. If I can avoid laying the Haftorah Parsha Sakhremos, I'm going to do everything I possibly can. So, Shulchanah writes the following whenever you have a double parsha, the Aftor is always the second, the second, no? With one exception. Akremos and Kedoshim, whenever they're combined, the Aftor is always Apremos. Whenever you can't blame the Avtorah Harshas Akremos, let's say that Shabbos is Rosh Kodesh, that Shabbos is Chodesh, that Shabbos, if it's not a leap year, is Shabbos Adadot. You know what we're going to do? In that particular case, he can't lame the Haftorah Parshus of that Shabbos. Next Shabbos, for Parshus Kedoshen, we're going to lane the Haftorah of Parshus Atremos. We always look for the opportunity to lame Parshus Atremos, that Haftorah, and not the Haftorah Parshus Kedoshen. If I were to ask you, right do you remember the last time we the Haftorah Parshus Kedoshen? You know what? You should answer, I really don't, because the last time we named that to partial was nineteen ninety-seven. Nineteen ninety-seven? That's that's pretty heavy, no? We haven't named that half since then. We're slated to lean that the in two years, no? Two years. should pay dalit, that The algorithm is not so simple. No, the only time we named that after is when the Hebrew year it has three hundred and eighty-three days, and the year begins on Shabbos. You need that combination, to the after for partial salvation. Otherwise, it's not plain. Otherwise, it's not plain. That's incredibly unusual. Now, Talbidim asked me, do we have a right to criticize Eretz Yisrael? The answer is yes, but <laughs> once every 25 years, once every 30 years, balance, 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 no? I'll always looks for every opportunity. It's absolutely praised. Absolutely praised. It's not reciting the of Hasishvot, if one could avoid doing so, based on the Sudmian, you but, but to embrace that HaTorah, Parashas Amos, they're in connection to Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim. That's what we look for in the Aptorah. That's the that we always that we always opt for. I think that's something which is, which is stunning. So I'll tell you the following. I'll tell you the following difficulty. Let's assume, for example, it's the last day of Pesach, and you know what? Now we're one off. Let's say that next Shabbos, my easy solution, Let's combine our Kermos and gedush. Combine our Kermos and gedush. And we would align ourselves with two Sera. That would be great, no? I'll tell you the problem. The price we we'll would pay for it. The price we we'll would pay for it. Always, always, without exception. Without exception. Whenever you have a leap here, and last day of Pesach, shop Shabbos, what's the next Shabbos? What's the next Shabbos, without exception? <laughs> the next Shabbos is Makhar <laughs> That means the Hathor is Makhar <laughs> The Torah is mafar khodesh. You know what would happen if we were to combine Akhemos and Kadoshin? We would lay the Torah of Machar kodesh. The next Shabbos would be Parsha We would skip the of Parsha Samar. We would skip the of Parsha Samar. If we keep Akhemos and Kadoshin separate, guess what? That Shabbos is Machar kodesh. The next Shabbos is Kedoshim. We're going to lay the of Parsha Samar. We're going to salvage the Av of Amos. Per test. That's the Av that speaks about the beauty, the splendor of Eretz Yisrael. I want to align with Eretz Yisrael. But not at the price of skipping that year, this Av Torah, you know what? I'm going to be very, very patient. I'm going to be very patient. No? I'm going to wait to align with Eretz Yisrael in order to really align with Eretz Yisrael. Now, to be able to lay in that particular Av And I'll be patient. I'll be patient. No? Rabbi Oslav pointed out the following. Okay, so you know what? What about Baharam What about Baharam Bukhul You know what, if we were to combine Baharam eh, so we would be laying the Haftorah Bukhul we'd skip the Haftorah Parashas Bahar. We would skip the Haftorah Parshas Bahar. Right, so even all the Bnei Yeshiva, no? They don't know Haftorah, it's okay, but they know the Haftorah Parashas Bahar, no. That's the Surya Shtorahs, no? That's Shtaros, no? Yermiel Lamebay's, Sefer hamikna. no? Bedi Hasim and E'ri Nesira, and the Sharakinian and the Sharaya. That Haftar you have to know. Now, that's like required, required reading, that Haftar, no? We're going to skip Sharos. Okay, what's wrong with skipping You're gonna Yeshiva, you can't skip Sharos. No, but no. Oh, what about, what's the context of that Haftar? What's the context of that Haftar in your Lamebay's? Imagine that Yermiel was in prison on the threshold, on the threshold of Golos, of Golos. And, and, and you know what the mission of the Navi is? To see to it that you can secure every inch of character of Eretz Yisrael. Because it's true, you're going to be going into Golos. But you know what? This Golos is not going to be a lasting, enduring Golos. The Golos, relatively speaking, indeed is a shorter one. You're going to return. You have to make sure that you can claim your stake to every inch, to every inch of Eretz Yisrael. Make sure you have all the necessary documentation at hand in order to be able to claim that Eretz Yisrael is ours. nasati Yisrael It's not royal, it's a din of the Rostokah got Pishnayim, Pishnayim, and because Eretz Yisrael Make sure you have all the shtaros that are necessary to be able to secure your claim to Eretz Yisrael because our claim to Eretz Yisrael, our connection is enduring. It's everlasting. That's the Haftorah. That's the Haftorah, Parashas Bahar. Imagine, I'm to remind myself with the Kriya Satov Eretz Yisrael, I'm going to skip that Haftorah. I'm going to skip that Haftorah. You know what? I'm going to align with Eretz by understanding the theme of that haftarah of your Ilama days that I understand. Okay, so you have another option, no? And that is Chukas Balak. But if we were to combine Chukas Balak, we would skip the Haftorah parasha of And what's the Haftorah Parash of Chukas? Shokhti Niralit. Shokhti niraled. You know what that is, I imagine. That the Mela comes to Yifta and says, that you know what, we're going to conquer this land. And this says, you think you have any claim, any stake at all to this Karta? You think this is yours? This is something that is absolutely ours. We're looks this is eternally, eternally ours. It's so striking that all those HaTorahs that are candidates, that would be skipped if we were to combine, all speak about our eternal connection to Eretz, Yisrael So, as important as it is to align, to align, I understand it, not at that price. Not at that price. So, you know what? We're going to wait very patiently, very patiently, until good, last Shabbos. You know, last Shabbos is a little bit unusual, no? They're the Haftorahs. They're not so directly connected to the Parsha Sashavua as much as the Shlosha, the Parnusa. Those have to speak about the trials of Knesset Yisrael, the destiny of Knesset Yisrael. You know what? That's the most appropriate time to be able to realign with Ereti Yisrael. See, so, up you know, we're very patient. We wait months, late until Knesset Israel, in order to go in to create that sense of realignment. Uh, I think that's something which is uh, worth thinking of. Worth thinking about. You know that we have to realign. We have to realign. It's easy to combine the parashiyos and maybe pragmatically, prudentially, that could solve the problem. Very, very simply, yeah, but not at that price, not at the price of somehow skipping those authorities that think about our eternal connection to But then I will tell you clearly, is the mindset of earning the Chodesh of, you know, there's a concept, there's a concept of a Chodesh, you know? And, and if you were to ask somebody, you know, in America, based on a civil calendar, is there any meaning to a month? Meaning to a month. They're going to tell you uh, a month is like irrelevant. Now if, if a person asks you, do you feel different in, in March than you do in April? Uh, why should I feel different? Because April came to an end and uh, May is the beginning. Why should that be? These are just conventions. And how many days does a month have? 28, 29, 30, 31. It doesn't correspond to anything. It doesn't correspond to anything. No? Now how can that be? That from a Torah perspective, a month. Doesn't correspond to anything. Now that's the magnificence of the Lua. You, know, you should learn the Lua. It's inspiration, inspiration. You see the brilliance of the Chakme in, Hamasoda in, in our Lua. It's something which is absolutely, absolutely striking. It's striking in Lambdas, it's striking in Musa. You'll to see how they understood comprehensively how Kaddish Baruch Hu created, created this world. If I ask you to feel differently, then in other than an hour, oh, you better you better feel different, you know. Uh, it's not like just April or May. What do you mean that there's there's a chaluz? Uh, a month is something which is absolutely meaningful. At the Low of Yacham Chodesh, uh, if not for Xerus Sakasu, I would think you could fulfill the mitzvah of in Yisraelim any time during the month. It's striking, no? After all, Yisraelim, the Nevi writes that that's why. Shol in Vadarishim from Shimon Gamliel, and even according to the Chachamim, he writes the Iker Chiy of Shol in Vadarishim is the Chodesh Nisan. This is a Chodesh, a Chodesh of Geula. You know, there's a Ritzva, the Ritzva writes in a couple of places, the Ritzva writes that when the Navi Zechariah speaks about the fast days of the year, it doesn't speak about a date. It speaks about a a month, a month. No, a Chodesh Rabi, a Chodesh Av There's a month of times. There's a month of Av. You know what the Ritzvah writes? is something which is striking. The Ritzvah writes that the mitzvah, midivrei kabbalah, is to fast during the month of times. To fast during the month of Av. The choice of the day, that's only a didvra But midivrei kabbalah, is the chodesh raviyah, chodesh Achanishi. This is a Kiddush that you find in, even uh, in It's mafurish, shin alef. it's in it. That, and that's very, very important this year. Sometimes our mindset is, ah, it's only an idcheh. It's only an idcheh. no? only an you know that You have to fast during the month of Tamors. You have to fast during the month of Av. So, if that's the day that we're fasting, we realize that this is something that's absolutely nikah aden. The choice, the choice is only a dendravana. So we have leeway, whether it's a fast on... Um, the tenth, the fast on the ninth, so good a nitpah. That's the kasha menchasinach. Why is it such a rubbish? That if there's a mitzvah sachim, there's an isra akhila, that it's a nitfah? Why don't you soon sheva tasadi? No? The menchasinach writes, but makurish, makurish, erikhtva. No? That this indeed is true. Something which is stunning. There's a chodesh, a chodesh. Rabbi Nosan says, and uh, the first piece in Yushalmi, Mesechus Megillah, ala balad. That if necessary you can lay the Megillah anytime during Chodesh Adar. HaChodesh HaShenepa. HaChodesh HaShenepa. Now, the Gemara has a Chagiga. That maybe you can offer in during Chodesh Tishrei. HaChodesh HaShenit HaPogos. There's a concept, a concept of a Chodesh. And, and you have to recognize that when you find yourself in this Chodesh HaVadar, in exchange, you better, you better feel different. You better feel different. And that's a challenge. A challenge to be Mitzat Because I'll tell you two difficulties. One difficulty is, is we never experienced the Vesemite. So it's very hard to be Mitzabel on something that you never had, when something's taken from you, and there's a void, there's a vacuum. I understand that there's Dini There's Dini If it's something that you never had, and something that you never strive, strive to attain, you know what? So... Is there really a Is there really a I'll tell you a literature word, You look in hay uh, the Gon quotes all the marmakamos for Sholanzak. All the Marmakomos for Sholanzak. What's so special about a Sholanzak? So, you know, whenever you learn a Gon, this marmakamos, you have to ask yourself what does the Gon quote and what does the Gon leave out? Well, no? that's always very important. You know, those lines in the Gon can take hours, hours, weeks, no? You know? Uh, yeah, Gon, the Kiyas, the Kiyas. But you know what? There's another Domer that the Gon didn't mention. Why did the Gon mention this? It's the Gon list, list, this, all the Makar. called Zohar's. No, about Shalom Zohar. But he doesn't quote the Taz. He doesn't quote the Pesha. This is a Sudh of Avelos. Because after all, the Sudh you need in the Plameh. Uh, no? You knew the Torah Sashem, and you forget the Torah Sashem. Doesn't that posit Avelos? Doesn't that posit Avelos? The Torahs and the free show. So why doesn't the Gondon mention uh, that Hiddish? There is no Guna Avelos. shit, that's Torah. Under those conditions. Because that Torah was acquired without Avelos. Without Avelos. You work for something. You earn something. You receive it. And all of a sudden it's taken from you. You know what? That posits dini Avelos. Dini Avelos. When something is just gifted to you, without that sense of amelus, amelus, that posits dini Avelos. That posits dini Avelos. The gem doesn't even quote that because uh, a little It's like the gong leaves out the Avelos. You know, when you're mechaber the tam it's not because of what he you knows. It's because of how we got there. How we got there. Absolute, absolute amelus. Amelus. You know, they once asked the Chalkas Yoa of a pregnant woman walked in, Why don't you have to stand? You <laughs> know, the answer is, Without Amelos. Without Amelos. Uh, it's important. It's important. No, it's not just cute. It's certainly important. no? Uh, your mission is that of Amelos. Amelos. And without Amelos, nothing's going to stick. Nothing's going to stick. And, and if somehow you forget you're living without Amelos, it doesn't posit any of it. But it's important in the sense that. If you never <coughs> had something, you never earned <coughs> something, and it's absent, it's hard to be in It's hard to be in no? And I'll tell you, there's another competing thing. We live in a Golos of Chesed, an incredible Golos of Chesed, maybe an unparalleled Golos of Chesed. When you live in a Golos of Chesed, it's very hard it's to be in the of Is it really so bad? Is it really so bad? And so if Mashiach doesn't come, we'll come back to Kolo next year, and maybe we'll have a third campus and hundreds of guys learning. And, and is it really so bad? You know, the answer is it is absolutely so bad. It's tragic. But you feel it. In previous generations, you felt it, you no? Know? Ghost was oppressive. And the need to be up to be shul, was something that was so obvious, it was self evident. Willy nilly, you had to do so, you no? Know? And when we have every, every opportunity, every opportunity, it's partly Mitzaphali Yeshua. You know, but there's a real risk. If you're not Mitzaphali Yeshua, and you don't recognize that Golos is an Onesh, it's as though we're telling a Kaddish Baruch that we don't get it. We don't get it. We have an Onesh of Golus and you know what? That's the tragic, tragic confusion of the evidence, you know? The evidence. You know, that Maro Diskin. Why is it the Ritzia if it is done years later? Why don't you do the Ritzia right now? After all, if the reason is because of this theft, so do the at the moment it is caught with the goods. Why do you do it years later? You are not just going to write some parshes the and Parashas, and Shabbat, and obvious things up. the The is the Onish. But when you have an Onish, you have to take a step back and you have to say to yourself that you know what, that I have to redirect, that this is an Onish. You know what the tragedy of Debitism is? What was meant to be in honish became an ideal. All of a sudden, he can go free. Why should he go free? Ahabdiyassadim. Why should I strive for anything more? You know, we think, isn't that strange? And Eva doesn't want to go free, but is it so strange? Here we are in those, But it's very comfortable. We have every, every opportunity. Is it really so necessary? To the Would it be really so bad if, you know what, we'd kind of be very patient and take our time and, and enjoy ourselves more? And eventually, eventually, and that'll be a time of BS Gold It's a difficult balance to thank God for every opportunity, every chesed, but at the same time to be Mitzapah the sure, To recognize how different everything everything would be from start to finish. If we indeed would, would be Zofa. That's something that you have to communicate, it's something that you have to convey. Now you have tamidin, you have younger high school kids, you have to convey to them that this is real. And, and yes, that you know, we live in a time of absolute freedom and prosperity and liberties and opportunity to, be able to sit and learn all incredible, incredible fascinations But don't for a minute think that, that we're there, that this is the finish line. We're not gobble no? But for us, our aspiration is so much more. <coughs> our destiny is that of absolute, absolute, as hard as it is, you know what? That uh, we're going to do everything. Everything we possibly can. Because after all, that, this is the mitzvah the kabbalah, the chodesh the chodesh right? In order to see to it that we prepare ourselves. And our way requires preparation. You know that's a marked difference in Avehus Diyak and Avehus D Rabbi. You know, typically Rahmanullah son a person is an Allah. So everything begins with Misa. And all the dinyave follow. Follow. And all the dineyave are poke sahole. You start with aninus and your and three days and shiv and shloshan, the bash, everything descends. Here it's very unusual. That you know, here all the haqanah begins before. And everything is most sipahole. You have the three weeks and the nine days and the in different phases of B'Av in and of itself. You know, why is that different in terms of isn't it obvious? If I were to ask you, what is the avod of Avedus? I'll tell you there's a marked difference between and When it comes to Aveylus you know what the avodah is? Not to prepare. Not to prepare. The person Rahumallah loses a relative, do prepare. You know what the avode is? How do you respond? How do you respond to loss? You respond with Emunah, with Bitochem, with Dayan with Sidur Kadin. And therefore, the response is critical. But I'll tell you something about Avedos the It's not about the response. It's how you prepare. How you prepare. You know, Avedos the is like a Chodesh Evo. And Rosh Hashanah, Seriously, Meit The Rangamite says the purpose of the Atalimus that requires hafana. that requires preparation all of a sudden you wake up, oh now it's dishabba. like now it's Yom Kippur you need windows to prepare and therefore the preparation has to be most alcoholic. And And it the mind says how do I respond Siddur Kadim Amun Amitok to prepare yourselves that's what you have to see you know, as incredible as it is to be in our Tisro during this time but you have to recognize it's a time of abelos. And that has to be conveyed. You have to realize that Kalah Yisrael is sorely, sorely lacking, even given everything that we have. See, it's painful, but it's powerful. But you recognize that so much more, so much more has to be done. And that's something that's important. You kind of internalize, it, especially, especially when you're here. You know, we don't sit there and uh, just look at the clock. tissue. But recognize that it's an opportunity, an opportunity to try to connect with the Kajvaramka, and especially, especially to connect with Asek Baton. Asek Baton. I'll tell you that the greatest havelos of Tisha, it's not Nadim, it's not Nadim. The greatest available of Tisha is you don't have free reign in learning the Torah Ain't Come on! That all you can learn is the parum and even that you can only learn in a superficial, in a cursory way. The cursory way. What greater sense of it? The greater sense of it. Hama of the b'farachim the That's my mission. We didn't revere the Torah, Hashem, a mention a day, without a secretory. I don't want to call this a minute. But I'll tell you something, I always encourage, this is what the whole family does. The whole family does. What's the first thing you do in Tishvah? What's the first thing you do in Tishvah? You better not tell me that you eat in You better not tell me you eat in You can wait. You can eat. You can eat. No? Eating in Ujah. is over. Sit main Sit back. There are many restrictions to Tishvah. You know, something you can't eat, you can't drink, I understand. The whole day, how do so, you sit The moment Tisha is over, I want you to have to sit. You're not feeling well, okay? Whatever it is, sort to of take something, you'll take something. The moment Tisha is over. I want you to, to sit and learn, to sit and learn. Something which is uh, absolutely shocking. You know, why? why not? Why not? You have to first accomplish the kraysa. You have to sit through with it, you, you take care of it. And for whatever reason, not feeling, okay, go us eat something. But then the night should be night around. You learn. You've went all day, all day without it. How can you not seize and maximize that, uh, that opportunity? I'm telling you the first thing you're going to do. Sit more? Sit more in the blood of God. How's it a signal? Did you learn? No doubt. There's a lot appreciate that. More than simply that, uh, you're eating and you're drinking, hey, and then we'll take care. We'll take care of it. Uh, yeah, that's who we are. That's something that's absolutely vital, absolutely necessary. <laughs> you now, there's a Targum Parshas Yichid, where the Pesach tells us all that from the the most the word Yichid is mentioned twice. Yichid is mentioned twice in the Pesach. See, look in the old versions of Targum. Targum translates the word Yichid two different ways. Two different ways. Man is sustained to the bread that eats. But most ifyashem Yichi Adam in all Tarkin transit, life. Life, no? Bread sustains and Torah is life. No? That's not just a cute part. No, that that's darn. That's darned. No? That's stunning. I mean, that's something which is very, very critical, very critical. You know, so imagine you, you go through a day without without that ability, without that pre reign in the Torah session, and all of a sudden now now you have an opportunity. You know, take advantage. You better sit there and be will say we say patama, something which is critical, it's critically important, critically important. Yeah. I mentioned this to one of my balabatim. He said to me that you know what he was. Uh, I think in our throw at the time, years ago, he was with uh, Rabbi and Lichtenstein. You know, during that time, Tisha B'av was over, and the whole family is sitting and eating. <coughs> he just wasn't there. He wasn't there. So he just asked, he asked his wife, and where is the road, You know, Where's the road? Okay. The rov was learning, The was running. Oh. Tisha B'av is on. It's nothing so. at the. And that will be a very stunning thing. We're here with the campers. we there. Tisha is over. They'll probably be running all of a sudden, pushing a line to be able to. And the mind of are going to sit, You are going to sit, man. Yeah. Now we'll arrange for it. We'll take want you to do want you to you know? Those extra times speak speak just in terms of your voter session. Let them come back and say, you know what, we did. And see us why. Tisha came to them in, and accepted huh? We have to think sometimes, Mr. Sharma, it's not obvious. It has to be kind of explained and discussed, you know, because sometimes people don't realize that something that's so obvious, so obvious that, you know, a day without learning, a day without learning, it's even my focus yeah. yeah. for showing in the is days I'm going to cut it up, whether there's a of thumb, Is there a heap of thumb, Because, you know, I can spend a whole day learning to Rhyme, you know? Dram HaReim are pretty vast. But many of the Gaonim assume there's no chiv of Tarm Torah in Avedis. There's no chiv of Tarm Torah in Tishma. It's like striking. Why should I be a chiv of Tarm Torah? It's going to take me at least an entire day even superficially, so to go through all the Dini Avedis. But that's not what Eiseb is. Eiseb that's limited to Dram HaReim. Eiseb that's only like Avikias and not the Imamic in the Torah of Hashem. That's not our chiyuv. Ma'asek dator, ma'asek dator is the sin kashu, the shashu of And if that's not an option, maybe there's no chiyuv. Maybe there's no chiyuv. It's not obvious. We're shown and don't know whether you make your chasadora until Shabbos. We do, but it's something which is striking. Tells you something about our, uh, our connection. So, I want you to think about these things. You know, this is important. You know? uh, the Seder, our parishes, the Seder, our Torah, the uniqueness of her as saw, the sheep, those We have to have her and our eternal connection to the Torah session. That's something which is striking. It has to be absolutely, absolutely powerful. Right? That's something that we have to, by example. Demonstrate that oh oh the younger talmidim that are here, that, you know, like the kehin This for us is life. It's not just simply in you know, a nice way to spend your summer. This is mamish mamish Something we have to absolutely seize. And something that you have to absorb. Something that has to transform your avodas Hashem on a regular and a regular basis. We open up for questions, questions. I and mean, anybody has to go, feel free to, to go. I know some of you have Seder and so on, So, but if there are any questions, learning, life, or maybe everything's uh, worked out, in which case, uh, I'll ask the questions, and uh, you can answer. Let me hear. Yeah. Um, if somebody has, uh, has a job, most of the day, and they have a few hours to learn in one morning. Mm-hmm. Um, what should the tomorrow learning look like? Right. Have it, right. The... I- I'm happy that you said a couple and a few. It's reminiscent of the Shach and reish Pei Beis that the Balabas has to learn at least four hours a day. At least four hours a day. You have to make sure that the balance is one which is most, uh, most appropriate. Most appropriate. You know, look, I-, I think you have to set incredibly, incredibly high goals. Incredibly high goals. You know, you have to set a goal... To master the Torah session, that has to be your goal. You know, you can't say, but I'm only doing this, I'm only doing that. You know, you have to have goals. Plow through masakhtas, you have to be able to do that. I can tell you in my shul, full of balabatim, but they're plowing through masakhtas. Start them in the morning, start them at night. We try to do everything that we can that the learning should be on the highest level possible. With chaburis and so on, I, th- I think that's clear. So the balance, I think, uh, you have to work out with the Rebbe because I think it's something which is very personal. But obviously, I think, devoting to halakh, I think, is critical. I would tell you that, obviously, Shnai of Targum is something you should be emphasizing. Uh, I usually encourage, like, uh, some type of seder in Rashi and Ramban and Chumash and have a serious, serious seder in Gemara. But it has to be a balance. It can't be just learning... Right, a few blood an entire year. It has to be a pace that really that you're going to be able to accomplish and I want you to retain what you're learning. You're not going to be able to learn everything, you know, any but what you learn I want you to know and you have to have a serious, serious system of Hazara to be able to uh, maintain that that's true. So I think you have to sit. Everyone should sit with the Rebbe. It's not only if you're working. What are you doing right now? You're in yeshiva, but there's so much to learn. You have to sit with the Rebbe who knows you very well to plot out what are the appropriate limudim, what are the appropriate goals, how much time should be devoted to halacha, to musr, to vikiyas, to iun. Those are very, very significant, significant things. But one thing is clear, that you're not allowed to forget your learning. That's a gramanachos of sadites. You can't forget your learning, which means that your derech halim, what has to be conducive to retention, conducive to retention, you have to chazer and chazer and chazer, You know, sometimes we think, you know, just let me move on. Let me learn things that I've never seen before. The Chazar, I think, is absolutely, absolutely good. Yeah, yeah. We just brought up the importance of learning Mm Ramadan. What's the importance of the Farshim on Mm Qomish? How should we value and set aside time for that? like learning our Kronim and... I, I will tell you, you know, for us, any limun is with Mepharshim. Any limun is with Mepharshim. It's inconceivable to learn Mishnayis without Gemara. You can learn Mishnayis to get a certain ideas and you're going to use no Sekelim that will tell you what the Gemara says. But you're not learning Mishnayis in a vacuum. You know, a steer in Mishnayis, and I will give you the Teretz. No. We have a Misura, a Misura of Torah If a person says something which is not in line with the Gemara, that's called Tobit Var Mishnah. Right, you're not entitled to right, answer the stir is differently than what the Gemara tells us. When we're learning, you know, learn the sugya with Rishonim, sugya with Rishonim. If you're learning Chumash, Part of it is simply just to know the, the, the Dvar Hashem. But in terms of like developing a shita, developing a hashkafa, developing you know a mindset, yeah, of course you have to work with the rishonim. You know, sometimes people think that you know in chumash I have free reign. I can say everything and anything, everything and anything. You know, no, I think you have to start with chazal. You have to start with uh, the rishonim. So I would encourage you. You know, I think it's critical to do like shneimichra, targum. Targum is so rich, so rich, but we've lost that art. Because we don't do so. You know, I've mentioned many times to Talmidim that uh, they've asked me about using things like art scroll, using aids, you know, Sifri I've always responded by saying, you know, use them as aids, don't use it as a crutch, don't become dependent upon them. But uh, I've often told Talmidim, I think there's certain the works of art scroll that you can use mamash l'chatchila. mamish l'chatchila. You know, what comes to mind, two examples, is one is Targo, the Targo, because we're not so well versed in Targum. If you're gonna to try to figure out Targum on your own, you're probably gonna be missing the Chidushim of Targum. So I would tell you, you know what? Our scroll Targum did a great job. They bowled all the Chidushim of Targum, and, and you'll be able to come much much more acquainted with it. And I've often told Tom another exception I think every bentorah should learn is the Joshua Saran. The joshua Saran. Joshua Saran is hard to learn. The language, the Joshua Saran is hard, and the concepts are very hard. And you know what? That We're not familiar with these concepts. When Iran tells you that he's disagreeing with Aristotle, you know what? Like, uh, you have no clue what he's talking about. Now, so if you try to learn the Jerusalem on your own, unless you have an incredible hekif, you're not going to understand what he's saying. So I would tell you, you know what? That use, use the English Jerusalem with all the footnotes they'll fill you in and it will be one of the most richly mudim that, that you can imagine that you can imagine so I think it's important to do that it's important always to have Limud together with Chazal together with the Roshonim you know if you want to just simply know like uh, the Mitzvah Torah and simply uh, in a superficial way of course you have to know the Pesuke HaTorah that's clear but before you start developing anything more than that imagine character development you know, sometimes you hear people give drushes and you know, like on their own, that they say the strangest things in terms of, they would never say it in Chomesh Vayikra, because they know they have no clue about Karbanos, but they think they can say it in terms of character development of the avos and the Imahos. Be careful, right? Learn safer bracious like you learn safer Vayikra. No, with Chazal, with droshos, with midrashim. That I think is something which is, uh, which is critical. And, you know, we were trying to emphasize the Ramban, emphasize the Ramban. I remember in the summers going to Yerach Kala, the whole Yerach Kala was devoted to the Ramban. You know, it's uh, unusual. But uh, that's something which uh, I think is, is obviously, without my saying so, so rich in terms of, right, uh, Pirish Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, please being in Eretz Yisrael, seeing all of the, what's been built here in Ruchnius and Gashmi since 1948, so I know that it has to be interpreted on Piat Torah. I also know that there is a that I can open up that will tell me all about the Shita of my and Muftar and there is a that I can open up that tell me all about the Aschalt of the gula and it's what it's I have to imagine the majority of Kali Israel believes neither of those things to True, um, but I don't know if there are any scharim that sort of interpret uh, unprecedented acts of the level. Mm-hmm. So, a, are there scharim? And if mm-hmm. there are, why not? And how should we? Interpret? Right, right. It's uh, it's probably one of the most important areas of a Seda Kharav. Sometimes we think that when it comes to certain halacha, Abi the Rebbe. When it comes to Ashkapha, you know what? Things are so diverse that that's something that I can establish on my own. I'll tell you, if anything, the opposite is true. You can get clearer Hadracha from Sfarim and Halacha than you can when it comes to areas of Ashkaf. I think you have to have a Rebbe who can plot those things out for you. When you witness what's happening in Eretz Yisrael, it's absolutely incredible. And how can one deny, deny, deny the Hashkaf The HaShashem. You know, it's true that some will interpret it in a very different way. The phrase used, Amaisa Satan, I don't think that's our Hashkafa. That's not the Hashkafa of our I think the Hashkafa has to be, I think, recognizing, recognizing. You know, sometimes we use terms, Yitzchaltadagula. But you know, how can anyone deny that, that this is a step forward, that this is a step forward? The Varn Slavichuk is to tell us that, you know, when, when the Rambam describes in the very beginning of Hilchas Hanukkah, right, it begins in Perigimel, right, in Hilchas Khanaka. of the Hanukkah. So, in Akhalif, the Rambam first starts telling you about Hanukkah. So, he writes that, you know, that that's the basis of the Chief of Halal. All the Dini Hal are found in the Rambam, Peragimel of Hilchas Hanukkah. And why do you say Halel on Hanukkah? The Rambam writes, of course, great Nisim, Nesla Mohammed, Nesla Pacheshemin. The Rambam writes, Chazra Malchus, Yisrael, We re-established a Malchus for hundreds of years. The Malchus at that time and what followed, hundreds of years, that was such a corrupt Malchus that was not the torah Malchus in any shape or form. In any shape or form. No? But the Rambam writes, that's why we're saying hello. That's why we're saying hello. Even if something is not an ideal, even if something is far from an ideal, not to acknowledge the Hashem. How could, that, how could that possibly, possibly be? So I think that has to be part of our mindset. has to be part of our, our framework. You have to recognize, as I mentioned, great chast Hashem, what we have in Chutz but, you know, no one can think our destiny, our destiny is in Chutz That's certainly not who we are. We can justify, and Shilas has to be asked, why we are in Chutz And there's a place to remain in Chutz That requires intense hadracha, but... In terms of Shi'ifos of Knesset Israel, take a look at the Rambam in, uh, in Bechorus and Dachyat Gimel. Now the Rambam describes, now like in the Pirish Mishnayis, that Kla Yisrael is defined by the presence of Knesset Israel in Eretz Yisrael. I think it's something which is uh, absolutely, absolutely clear. I think it's something to speak with your being about, something to get very, 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 very good. Hadracha, you know, the Beis Halevi. In Perak Bezos Sefer Shmos yes. writes the following There are two people who can be living in chutz but for one person it's absolutely justified, and for another person it's absolutely not. And depending on the mindset, that's going to determine whether a person is guilty of a bital essay, of a harashim Two people can do the very, very same thing, but you know what? The why question is important. He cites the Tosus and Xuvus, Nav the tosus yearned to be in Eretz Yisrael but they couldn't be because of Sakhanas Yirachim. The Beis HaLevi writes that's very different from someone who doesn't yearn to be in Eretz Yisrael. They may both be in Chutz Lares. but for the one who would be there if not for Sakhanas drachim, that's called Ones Rachman And for the person who would remain there even if there wasn't an Ones, oh, for that person, it's called the Bittal essay. It's stunning, no? Take a look at that Beis HaLevi. Shmos base Beis. Shmos Barak Beis. The Beis HaLevi writes the same thing when it comes to Dichias Sisurim. Uh, imagine for example uh, a woman is expecting she has to go to the hospital on Shabbos you would never be machal Shabbos, but you drive that woman to the hospital that's a mitzvah a nefesh. let's assume for example a Jewish taxi driver shows up I'll ask you the following question your wife has to go to the hospital to give birth you're calling a car service should I specifically ask for the Jewish driver better the Jewish driver should be taking us to the hospital than taking the next call to the game, no? So, if there's a Jewish driver there, let him at least take me. So, instead of in saying, Is there a non Jewish driver? Say, Is there a Jewish driver who could possibly take me? This is Pikoach Nefesh. So, the Beiselevi writes the following the taxi driver shows up and he says, Where do you want to go? He'll take you anywhere. The fact that it's Pikoach Nefesh had nothing at all to do with his Chilo that was purely incidental. No? Beiselevi writes a chidish, he thinks that's Chilo He thinks that's Chilo Shabbos. Because the driving had nothing at all to do with Pikot Nefesh. If you want to go, you want to go there. That's like striking, no? It means the mindset sometimes is Koveya. Whether something is an whether something's a, a Mitzvah Even if you're doing the very, very same thing. I think that's very important when it comes to Golos and Eretz Yisrael. You can be in a Chutzlaretz, but what are your Shifos? What is the mindset? That's something I think which is absolutely critical, but it requires, it really requires a Rebbe, it requires thereof, these discussions. And being in Chutz is not the default. That has to be justified, and there are many, many justifications. But it's something I think which is uh, critical to discuss with Rebbe. they were confused why Orthodox is so awkward on not having female rabbis and women leaning and things of that nature. And I give answers that you know, I've heard, but I'm curious how you would approach answering those types of questions. <clears throat> you know, we obviously believe that the Torah HaShem is eternal. It's not something that shifts from one era to another. You know, clearly, clearly, clearly. You know, the Torah HaShem envisions different roles. A different role for a Kohen, a different role for a Levi, different roles for men, different roles for women, you know, and I think that's something which is clear. If one is looking for something which is purely egalitarian and something where whether you're a Kohen, Levi Israel, male, female is kind of ignored, it certainly is not clear in terms of the Torah Sashem. I will tell you though that how you present it and how well you know the Makoros is something which is critical, something which is critical and realize that the is that all of you have, certainly in what you describe, when you're representing the Torah Hashem to those who are not affiliated, but even here, you're representing the Torah Hashem to people who are less well-versed as you, or maybe not as committed as you are. That's an incredible, incredible Achrayists. Incredible Achrayists. You cannot misstep. You cannot misstep. Don't assume that you have all the answers. There's nothing wrong with saying to a Talmud, I don't know, I have to consult, I have to see how not only what the Lofa says, but how absolutely to present it. And if you're giving chaburis to kids, you know what? You better invest yourself incredibly, incredibly, to make sure that what you're saying is inspirational, it's compelling, it's something that the Talmud are going to walk away from saying that they want more, they want more. Don't cut any corners, don't cut any corners in terms of what your achrayus is in order in order to do so. You know? I'd also mention to simply, you know, the program is a magnificent magnificent program. But now I'm speaking to the madrichim, you know, your personal learning, your personal learning during the summer. Um, how many mesehthas have you finished you know, since whatever you, you're in college? You finished uh, early June, May, you know, from May until September. May until September. How, how much have you done? How much have you done? How many Chazaras? How many Masechdas? How many, how many Sugis? You really have to give very, very serious thought to it. Very serious thought to it. No? If the answer is, you know, I'm, I'm going to a morning center in a shir and I did a blot, or two blot, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. You know, I, I can tell you that you're in a miskeres, and that's true for those who are in yeshivas and taking classes in the afternoon, whether it's with me, whether it's elsewhere, where you're balancing your day, you're balancing your day. You're not learning 12 and 14 hours a day. You're balancing your day, you're balancing your day. You know what? When all of a sudden you have windows of time where you could you have to give really serious, serious thought to the balance. How much am I learning myself? How much am I accomplishing? How much am I striving? How closer am I to finishing Shas? How closer am I to mastering Kolotarokula? Those are very, very serious questions. Serious questions. You know what? What you're doing here is incredibly important, incredible value, but every one of you has to sit with your Rebbe and say, what are my Shifos for the summer? Kolo's finishing like in a week plus. You know, and how many weeks do you have until whatever, the fall, you know? You better sit down and work out, how much am I going to learn during that time? You know? Am I going to finish a masechda? Am I going to chazer sugez? Am I going to, you know, like, that's critical. That's critical. Um, I'm surprised that sometimes the finest of our don't have the types of shifos in order, really, really, to sit and to accomplish and uh, to emerge with Godness. that's something I think is absolutely critical. You know? Is it something that's on your mind at all? Is it something that kind of you give thought to? I think you have to really think about it very, very carefully, very, very carefully. You know, what is the balance? What is the appropriate, uh, the appropriate response? I think you have to work that out very, very carefully, very, very carefully. You know. Does that strike any chord? <laughs> is that like, uh, oh yeah, no problem. I'll do it. Good, good. I-, I think you have to give very, very serious, serious thought to it. What you're doing here is incredibly, incredibly important. But, 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 you know what? If someone says to you, okay, at the end of this window of time, what did I accomplish in terms of my learning? I, I want to hear, you know, I-, I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that. And, you know, like, that's critically important. And uh, I think it can be done, but it requires a great sense of determination you know, to do so. Yeah. Uh-huh. We heard yesterday from a different presenter about the future of the in America. And about the what, huh? Yeah. So, more people need to be going into Canada in America. At the same time, each of us have a clue of Yishav Eretz Yisrael on our own. So how do we balance our personal clue of Yishav hmm. Yisrael and the need for America? Right. It's not... I, I don't think that it's one answer, holistically, for everyone. I think it's a very personal decision with a lot of moving parts. The Gemara itself says, yes, Yishav Eretz Yisrael, but you're allowed to leave Yishav Eretz Yisrael, L-M-O-Torah. you can leave Eretz Yisrael, Lisa Isha. Meaning that Rav Slavetic used to tell us that this decision of Futzlar has to be a very comprehensive, comprehensive decision. Tell me what your options are. You know, is my option chinuch in Israel, chinuch in America? Okay, let's talk about it. What opportunities would possibly arise? Where are you positioning yourself? What really could happen? You know, let's see. Let's see what the options indeed are. Would I tell you in a wholesale way absolutely remain in America? No. But I tell you a wholesale way go to Israel Yisrael regardless of what you're going to be doing in Eretz Yisrael as opposed to what you could do in Kaltz Yisrael I will tell you no to that as well. It has to be a very sophisticated decision based on there are incredible opportunities right, of Chinuch and Avod HaSakodesh in America that certainly is true. There are opportunities in Eretz Yisrael more limited opportunities in Eretz Yisrael you have to be able to position yourself well in order to do that you have to have a certain set amount of talent in order to do it, you have to really be cut out for that, you know, let your Rebbe tell you that, you know what, you are cut out for it, and this is what you should do, as opposed to doing something else. But, you know, when you speak about a need for Mecham in America, we're not talking about, you know, a yeshiva katana in a metropolitan area. You know, for every opening, they'll have 50 applicants. Are you really willing to go to some undeveloped areas? Are you willing to go to other types of communities? Are you willing to teach on a level that may not be as challenging in terms of your teaching, but it will be something that's transformative in the life of others? All these things are very, very important. Very, very important. Don't look for anyone to tell you an easy answer. That, you know what? Oh, the answer is A, the answer is B. But everything has to be considered in the most holistic way. But yeah, there is what to do in C Yisrael, there's what to do in Chutz La-Rez. Depending on your talents, your shifos, siyat d'shmaya. It's just a question of how you should indeed uh, position yourself. But that's something which is which is critical. The common denominator here is during these years, you guys better learn up a storm. No? Mesechtas. Mesechtas. No? Not just I did a sugyah of mitzvah, shrih kavanah. No? I did a sugya of mitzvah, babay, Mesechtas. No? That's something that I need from you. Uh, think about it. No? Yeah. you at point you say I did all well, to keep on, or, or, yeah. the Torah is so vast there are always going to be things that you don't know that I guarantee you. there are always going to be things there that you, don't, that you don't know what I will tell you is that there are certain things you're not going to see there are certain things you're not going to know but I want you to know and to remember what you learned I want you to remember what you learned so maybe I didn't see the Molchamas, but I saw Rashi and Tosus. I want you to know Rashi and Tosus. Know Rashi and Tosus. So you know what? You're learning another Sugi, and the Sugi reference is a Sugi that you learned. It's not, you're not clueless. This is something that you really know. Don't move on until you have been able to Chazer that you know that which you've learned. If it's Gemara and Rashi, know the Gemara and Rashi. Or Rashi and Tosus, know the Gemara, and Rashi and Tosus. And set up a system of Chazara That will reinforce. Reinforce. It's very helpful for you to write down things. Now, when you write down things, it forces you to formulate it accurately, and you always have a reference that you can go back to. You're simply going to learn with never writing anything down, never doing. You know, even the most gifted people, I can assure you, are are writing things down. The Rambam writes the Perish Mishnayis, even before Gitin Daf Samach. You know what? The Gadali Amasar would write things down. Not in a redacted way. They wouldn't write down a Masakta, but they would write down, you know, the Roshi Prakim. You know, imagine, no. This is what you have to you have to do. So again, make sure you know. Make sure that the Gemara is going to be clear. Make sure that when you're gonna refer back to the Gemara, it's something that you have. Make sure that it's always it's always with you. You know? In life, you're gonna find sometimes there's downtime. No? Downtime. You know what, you intended to, to uh, whatever, to go to your shrine, whatever it is. It should have taken 10 minutes, you know, and it ends up taking a half hour. And for some strange reason, you don't have a safer with you. Like, you didn't bring anything with you. But that's okay, because you really know the sugya very well. No, so you're going to sit there and you're going to chaza the sugya. You're going to chaza the sugya, no? The gong told his talmidim, make sure there's one mesech at least that you know incredibly well. Because that way, whatever you find yourself, wherever you are, you, know, you don't have the Gemara with you. No, but I know this Masechah, so I can just it. I can chazer. So he told all his Taminim, no Masechta. You know, it's, uh So one of the Taminim took the Gaun's words to heart, and he learned Masechah Sukkah. He knew Masechah Sukkah incredibly, incredibly well, incredibly well. So he said to the Gaun, he took his words to heart, and he knows Masechah Sukkah. I wouldn't recommend telling the Gon that you know Mesechah Sukkah. No? So the Gon started asking him like all kinds of questions. No, like, you know what? And it was clear that the Gon's knowing the Mesechah was just beyond. Yeah, how many times Rav is mentioned? How many times Abai is mentioned? Like, just incredible, incredible, incredible. Then the Gon makes this comment, like the Gon says, you know, how do you spell the word Sukkah? You know, so the Talmud answered, well, sometimes it's written with the Vav, sometimes without Avab. Yeah, the Gon right? Yeah, of course, because when you go through the Bavli Nir you're going to see that there are 91 configurations of a sukkah kshayra and 85 configurations of a sukkah p'sula. And that's why in Chumash, sometimes sukkah is written male, sometimes sukkah is written chasa. You now, whoo, you know, like uh, when I learned Masechah sukkah, I, I didn't even think in those terms. You no, know, not like about, uh, but whoa, that that was, that was like a, f- a comment to the gong. A comment to the gong is pretty, it's like unbelievable. Ravashar He once gave a sheer hours and hours going through every case, you know, showing the mesechta. You know, because you have to try to calculate what the gun was counting, what the gun was not counting, but it, it's something which is stunning. Something which is stunning. You know what? Know something well enough that, you know what? Wherever you are, you're caught off guard. You know, you miss the plane, you miss the train, you miss the bus. You know what? But I'm going to chazer, right? And, uh, you know, start chazering, chazering things, you know? It may happen once in a while. You're in a class, and the class is just like beyond, you No, know? It's like really beyond, you know? And it's probably not such a nice thing to do, to sit there and to just, uh, you know, to pretend your laptop is on something else, or to sit there with the safer in the class, you know? That's yeah, not the nicest thing to do. You don't have to do that, no? Because you know this Masefta very, very well. No? So you sit there, and you're and you're your' and you're and you're doing, and, uh, you know what? Trust me, it can happen, and you can uh, in, in these situations, no? Try mm-hmm. to do that. Yep? Yeah. How's the person deal with the your you a lot of let's say for example why you don't to do a look you have you have to go into it in an intelligent way I, I think you have to plan you have to recognize you know in in every profession there are going to be intense times and less intense times you know you have to recognize that don't let it throw you off your game you're an accountant tax seasons going to be busy you know what so it's not going to be productive if you're bemoaning the fact that you can't learn 12 hours a day during tax season. Because tax season is going to be very, very comprehensive. But you know what? It's how holistically you plan things out. That's true. you know. And recognize, recognize that there are going to be periods of time where you have to learn more, periods of time where you may end up learning less. Like, that's uh, that's okay. You know, not everything is the same. What you have to realize is that sometimes we experience, you know, peaks and valleys in life. And there are opportunities, there are opportunities. You know, when a person is going through a difficult time, that's an opportunity to be able to persevere, an opportunity to be able to demonstrate real emuna, and real bitachon, and real amelos at those particular times. That's something which is like, absolutely critical. Rabbi Niona writes, you can take a look in Shari Tshuva, that that's the meaning of, right? Kina fal kamti Apostol Micha. Binyona writes If I wouldn't experience darkness I would not appreciate light If I wouldn't fall I wouldn't have the opportunity To be able to rise Everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Gives you Is for a reason And you have to just exercise that The most appropriate way Say you go through A little bit of a difficult time Guess what? now's the time really to gird yourself now's the time to really persevere now's the time to really embrace that sense of in imbitafu but go into it with your open eyes realize that there are going to be periods of time where less intense, more intense that's normal, right? and, you know, I would tell you this you know, the stipe of the rites that the khiva of Tamatari is learning in your free time unoccupied time it could very well be that sometimes you have more free time than others that's perfectly normal. But occupy every moment of your free time. It's not Bittu Torah when you're davening. You don't have to feel guilty of Bittu Torah, you know. If indeed you've got good Hadrafa and you're taking the right classes in the right environment, in the right sviv and this is necessary, don't consider it to be Bittu Torah. If it's done right and you're doing what you have to do, so let's concentrate on the free windows to be able to maximize your learning. Yeah. Guys, say, after after guys bad, you want to hang out with some have Right, right. To so get So how do you like? You, you have to, to, to get very problem. good hadrach in terms of the balance. Look, if this is your responsibility, you know you have to do your responsibility very, very well, very, very well. Yeah, but of course that's a balance. That's absolutely a balance. A rebbe could probably spend. Every moment of each day with the Talmud. But if the Rebbe is not investing in his learning, he's not going to be, right, an appropriate Rebbe. An appropriate Rebbe. It's important that there are windows of time that obviously you spend and you're not just there in terms of just the Khaburah. You have to be there in a broader sense, but you know what? They're Gidarium. They're Ghidarium. You know, and you have to realize that uh, sometimes that we're not as careful as we should be about our personal, our personal learning, personal learning. You know, some people learn daf You know, one of the beauties of daf is, in their mind, they can't go to sleep at night unless they finish the daf, because then they're going to fall behind. So you know what? They were supposed to come back at 10 o'clock at night from something. They ended up coming back at 12 o'clock at night. You know what? They're not going to go to sleep because they realize this is what I have to do this is what I must do they don't have the luxury of saying to themselves you know what, it's already 12 o'clock at night so I'm, I'm not going to do it so how devoted are you to your Talmud Torah? so you know what this Talmud needed Hadracha you spent an hour with him you know above and beyond okay so you know what you're going to sleep an hour less that's going to happen instead of your learning like instead of your learning my Abod HaShem today was just being a pal right being a Madrich and not my own personal learning you must fit these things into your regular routine. You must fit these things into regular routine. I, I don't want it to be that, you know what, that the balance is I spend hours and hours in doing this, and in terms of you know, what I accomplished in soon my learning was only that. You have to be responsible. If you have a, a job responsibility, I want you to do it, to do it well. But obviously, these are things that you ask your Rebbe, that how should I spend my business money? How do I spend a summer? How do I spend a couple weeks that I have? Is it appropriate to go on a trip someplace with my friends? You know? Or is it appropriate? You know what? I've been taking college classes for the past five months, and I finally have a couple weeks. You know what? The trip that you can take to your friends is to the next basement. Dish. And to sit there and learn. When was the last time you learned 12 hours a day? You know, like, seize those opportunities. That's something which is critical. You know, obviously, we don't want anybody to burn out. We want to make sure it's somewhat balanced. But, you know, you have to think about it. You're in a carees, where you're not able to spend, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours a day on end, exclusively learning. So if you have windows of time where you could do that, you, you better seize those moments. No, otherwise how are you gonna how are you gonna become? How are you gonna emerge? How are you gonna be the best mashpia? How are you gonna be the best mechaneh? How are you gonna be the best madrich? No, unless you really are so well versed in the Torah Hashem something which I think you have to give very very serious yeah. So about by from that society. yeah it, it, it's, it's a very important point in the sense that the Rambam writes that ideally a person should strive for a Shvil Azav, right the Derach HaMutzah golden meat so what does that mean it means you want to end up here where do you position yourself? Where do you position yourself? So the Rambam is before-ish. Now, you can't position yourself in the middle because that's ignoring everything else around you. Let, let's say you live in a very promiscuous society and you're going to position yourself in the middle. And the society is pulling in this way. You're not going to end up in the middle. So therefore, the Rambam writes, you have to kick in the opposite direction in order that that can counter any other influence and you'll end up in the middle, no? So you always have to know in every society, in every time, what the challenges are, and what G'darim do I set up in order to counter those challenges properly. You have to recognize that in today's society, the things are not at all, not at all consistent with the So, you know what? One has to be very, very careful about those exposures. You know, you're a Balabas in the workplace. I give sure throughout the year you know, on challenges of the workplace. You have to recognize what they are and how to be able to, to counter them. That's something which is absolutely, absolutely critical. You know, years ago, sports probably was like an activity. It was an interest. In America today, sports is a culture. Sports is a culture, no? You think, you know, you have kind of curiosity. You can have real interest in sports and follow all those things without being drawn into, without being drawn into that culture. America spends billions and billions of dollars a year to draw you into that culture, to draw you into that culture. You have to recognize it as such. There's a big difference having a pickup game of basketball and as a spectator sport, following professional basketball. Professional basketball is a culture, you know. So, Talmud would have to justify to me, like, why in the world? Why in the world is that sign that's enhancing his Avodah hashem? Why is he in invo- Hashem? And the answer is the Damashib? Because I can relate to others better if I really know basketball very, very well. You know what? Let's follow the Miri. Damash Tashiv means know the Torah Hashem so thoroughly. You know what? Doesn't mean that you know what the, all these other crazy religions believe. No. It means that this crazy religion cites Isaiah. You know Isaiah, no? It doesn't mean you know their religion. You know what? He'll cite a Pasuk and you don't even know where the Pasuk is, you know? Dama means be well-trenched, versed in the Torah HaShem. So I think that's true when it comes to all these things. What's happening culturally in America is crazy and it's not sustainable. The whole society will fall apart. No, but you know what? You have to be entrenched. You have to be clear. And it's in every area. You have to be able to set up the most appropriate, appropriate Qadarim. And that's something that you have to get good, uh, good Adracha for. But be well aware of it. Well aware of it. It's something that affects every part of society. Whether it's centrist, whether it's Haredi, Israeli Haredi, American Haredi. The fact that society permeates is something to be careful about. And you have to be aware. You have to count to it. Yeah. You haven't picked up a Seder enough that? Look, I think you have to holistically. You know what? I want to be a bentor. I really want to be well-versed in the Torah Sashem. I think you have to, you know, I want to be a doctor. What does that mean, you want to be a doctor? So you're going to tell me, you know what, that you want to be a doctor? Well, you have to start taking these classes, and you have to be pre-med, and then you have to go to medical school, internships, residencies, fellowships, you know? You're going to tell me what it takes. You know, I want you to be an outstanding mentor. What does it take? You better answer that question, you know, with the same rigor. You know, you know what it takes. It takes this year Baba Kama, next year Baba Bastra, next year Baba Metziah. That's what it's going to take. And I'm going to commit myself to, to do that. It's not going to be listening to a shir on five blocks. That's not going to do it. That's going to be an invaluable tool for you to be able to develop the kolchos to be able to. But that itself is not enough. That itself is not enough. So it bothers me in the sense that in every other profession, any professional will be able to outline exactly what is necessary in order to get you to a certain type of goal. Believe it or not, that that's true of learning as well. You know, that you want to reach a certain goal. You want to be a tamakacham. You want to be versed, you know. You want to have a shifa to be a sarah Torah. No. But you want to be able to... So, How are you going to get there? What am I going to do in order to see to it that I'm positioning myself? You have to be able to map that out. I I think that's something which is critical. No? How how else can you envision that? So that has to be true. Whatever you're learning during the Zman, I really want you to know. And if you're not going to finish the mesechta when you're learning it in yeshiva, when are you going to finish the mesechta? You know? So let that be a goal. You know, Elul is starting. You know, you're going to sit down and say, you know what? This is the mesef that we're learning uh, this particular year. How do I pace myself to make a seam on this mesef? How do I build in the chazaras? What do I do? Yeah. just uh, you it? You have to build in all of those chazaras, and I think you have to get good advice from Rebbe who you're very, very close with. You know, otherwise we can talk. You know about the balance, about the balance. You know. And going through the entire Masech that might be Gamar and Rashi but if I could do half the Masech I could do Gemar Rashi tosis. you know what should I be doing right what is the proper balance what is the proper guide you need Hadrach in those areas that's something which is which is critical just like in every profession you're not trying to reinvent the wheel you know you're not trying to sit back and you know oh, what do I do now you know do I take biology or not take biology there, there's a, a set regimen in learning, also, I want that to be the case. I want things to be exquisitely, exquisitely specific in terms of what it is that I hope to accomplish and how I'm going to get there. Like that, to me, is very important. The attitude which is sometimes complacent is that as long as I learn, it's okay, and whatever it is, is absolutely fine. Whether it's this or whether it's that, whether Chazara or not Chazara, you know, you have to set your heights above that to be able to really master as much as you can. Is that what you're Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're different, they're different elements. They're different elements. And that's what you have to learn the Sugi is like very 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 well. If you take a look at the Rambam in Peri so the Rambam has various types of Kiddush Hashem. There are certain things that are very specifically defined, very specifically defined. Cases of Yehar right? Some of them are not as clear, but fundamental shown Rishonim, but very specifically defined. Then the Rambam goes on to discuss beyond Yehar Vayavur, Averu aver la The Rambam writes that also can entail a certain and then the Ram goes on and discusses the Suggies and Yuma of like day-to-day life, day-to-day opportunities for Kiddush Hashem and Khilashem. And that's something that is certainly not as defined as in terms of a Suggie, for example, in There are different forms of Kiddush Hashem and Khilashem, And I would tell you that every mitzvah, every Aveira has an element of Kiddush Hashem and Chil Hashem. The Marche points out at length that sometimes... The Onish of the Chil Hashem Shabbat is going to be far away the Onish for the particular Aveira. So there are two moving parts to Kiddush Hashem. They're the objective Kiddarim, which itself sometimes is significant focus, but then there is the broader Venikdashdi, the broader V'nikdashki, And That's Mufurish Masig in Yuma. Take a look at the Rambam the end of Barakhev Ophesi both, uh, both are absolutely. Okay. All right. Right, you should be can come. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're able to.